Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk eBay. I'm your host, Johnny, with Sin City Hustlers. You can find me on Instagram, sin underscore city underscore hustlers. Go ahead and look me up. Uh, this week, of course, we're going to go over my weekly sales. We're going to go over eBay-related news, and we're going to go to weird listing of the week. This week, I do not have a scheduled reseller to interview, so you guys are just going to have to grin and bear my voice um this week's artist is pearl jam if you didn't know that already uh pearl jam black is probably one of my favorite singles from the band uh black is a song by uh the band pearl jam the song is their fifth track on the band's debut album 10 pearl jam's 10 is probably i think one of the best rock band you know uh, albums ever so it's just they're just a great great band they're one of my favorites and uh, the the grunge it was during the grunge era like the early '90s mid '90s, and uh, they were a huge huge they are a huge band. I mean they still tour to these days and they sell out like arenas around the world. And uh, I have yet to see them in concert. But uh, the single "Black," which is probably one of my favorite singles off that album, uh, fe- uh, the lyrics by vocalist Eddie Vedder, and music was written by guitarist Stone Gossard. Uh, "Black" is said to be the first about the first relationships uh though eddie vetter showed strong emotion while performing the song live in the early years uh he was in a relationship with uh beth liebling uh notably vetter now renders the added lyric we belong together as we've been healed or we don't belong together indicating moving on from the relationship and being content with how it ended and it goes on to say, after 10 became a commercial success in 92, I can't believe it's been that long since that album came out. Uh, Pearl Jam's record label, Epic Re- Records, urged the group to release the single as uh, release it as a single for the band's uh, debut album, uh, citing the song's personal nature. Uh, the band refused. Despite the lack of commercial single release, the song managed to reach number three in the billboards. Now imagine that. Imagine a a song that they never released as a single, still that song going number three on the billboards. That's just amazing. And that's just how, how amazing that song is. If you haven't heard it, download the, the song. It's an amazing song. Uh, it goes on. Remix versions of the songs were included on Pearl Jam's 2004 Greatest Hits. Uh, Ten reissued. It has gone to become one of the band's most popular songs, as well as a fan favorite, and that's true. I mean, if they do a concert and they don't do black, the the crowd literally just goes insane, you know, chanting to do black. But amazing song, amazing band, one of my favorites from the early '90s grunge era. Um, and I'm hearing that the grunge fashion is coming back, but we'll see about that. But uh, yeah, Pearl Jam, Black, download it or listen to it. All right, I want the show. Okay, right off the bat, before we go on further with the show, um, my podcast is a day late. Uh, yesterday, um, I I just couldn't get to the rest of my podcast. I usually record my segments. Sometimes I record my segments a couple of days ahead, or that day my podcast comes out. But you know, 
due to unforeseen circumstances, I, I just couldn't get it done. So I apologize for the late podcast. I usually don't uh, publish my po- uh, podcast on Wednesdays. It's usually Tuesdays. So I apologize for that. But anyway, this week or last week, uh, it's a good week. I had some good sales. Um, I did finally manage to go to a couple garage sales here in the Las Vegas area, which was every, you know, every in Las Vegas and other areas other than Las Vegas, like, you know, the, the Midwest or somewhere where it gets really cold, they have garage sale season. There is no such thing as garage sale season here in Las Vegas because the weather is always, you know, sunny and dry, you know, hardly ever rains. So there's um, garage sales all the time. There's garage sales every weekend. If you judge, if you just drive around, you're going to see a bunch of signs, you know, garage sale here, yard sale here, estate sales. So that morning, got up really early. If you saw my Instagram, uh, about 530 in the morning. Uh, I was taking my daughter to work. Uh, my daughter does live with us now, and she has a job on the strip. So I dropped her off, went to have uh, breakfast with my wife, and you know, just kill some time before Savers opens up. I think they open up at nine. And so it's like, well, we have like a couple hours to kill. Let's, let's see if we can find some garage sales. And I guess we were so early. A lot of garage sales weren't even set up. So we were looking at signs. We follow the signs and we go and they're barely putting the stuff out, you know, and it's just like seven o'clock in the morning. So I go, okay, well, we'll just try another garage sale. And we found another sign. And usually when you find one sign around Las Vegas area, especially the east side, um, you, <laughs> you'll find another sign that says garage sale over here. I mean, you, you find garage sale signs everywhere. So we follow another one. and. They had stuff out, but it was just kind of piled on the driveway, a bunch of clothes and old shoes and stuff like that. So I kind of just drove by really slow. And I was like, eh, it's probably not worth my time. I'm not going to shuffle through all those those piles of clothes to look for something. So so we moved on and we found another one and it looked like they were all set up, ready to go. So we got down and started looking at stuff and. They had like a VCR, a DVD combo, and they wanted like $10 for it, but uh, even had the remote, and it was a Sony VCR DVD combo, and I was just like, how much do you want for this? They're like, oh, $10. I'm like, huh. So I started looking up comps on, on eBay, and the comps were pretty good, but I asked them if it worked, and they said, yeah, and I was just like, oh, I'm not really sure if it's going to work. They say it works. I bring it home. It doesn't work. And, you know, I'll be out 10 bucks. So um, I put that on hold. I started looking at other stuff. And there were some clothes inside their garage that they had laid out. And it looked like they were getting ready to bring out to the uh, driveway. And I noticed a couple bomber jackets that were sitting there. There, One was a blue satin bomber jacket. The other one was a white bomber uh, satin jacket. I was like... I turned to the lady who was running the yard sale and I'm like, are you selling those, those jackets? She's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm selling them. And I go, well, how much do you want for them? She's like, well, they belong to my husband. Let me ask him. So she go runs inside, comes back out. She says, my husband wants $7 each for them. I'm like, uh, okay. And they look, and I, and I looked at the, I was looking at the, the jackets and they were made in the USA. So I know they're vintage and the embroidery, 
on both jackets say Las Vegas Club, which is an uh, an old casino they had here. And it had the old logo stitched in the back, Las Vegas Club, uh, 1961 to 93. It was like a 30th anniversary jacket. And the other one was just a Las Vegas Club. I'm like, uh, well, you just take $10 for both of them, which is $5 each. And he was asking for $7 each. And she goes, well, let me ask my husband. So she runs back inside. And at the same time, like, well, th- these are jackets that are in really good condition. So, you know, even if he doesn't want $10 for both, you know, $7 a piece. And I did look up comps while she was inside. And I was like, comps were really good. She comes back out. She says, no, my husband wants $7 each for him. So I go, okay, let me think about it. Went on, looked at other stuff. They had shoes, you know, just clothes some toys. They had like stacks of, you know, old Nintendo games. And and finally, we're, me and my wife were leaving. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take it. I'll give you $7 each for them. You know, I'll give you, I'll give you $7 each. And it was $14 total. And I figured it's, it's a good uh, investment because I'm going to make way more back on it so i went ahead and got them and i brought them home and i was happy with it i got two bomber jackets they're really unique bomber jackets las vegas but both las vegas club um there was only a few listings for these none for a white satin jacket so i listed it high and the blue one i listed that pretty high too because it is q4 and i'm hoping either someone just knows the las vegas club and they want to reminisce with that club and just straight out, straight out buys it. And I, I put everything with best offer. So if I get a decent offer, offer, I'll, I'll take it. But I thought it was a good, a good find. And that was the only garage sale I got. I, we got to, by the time we finished everything, Sabres was ready to open. So we hit it out to Sabres and we went and sourced, got some good stuff, got some baseball jerseys, uh, a few other items. And let's see. And brought them home and listed listed them and everything. And uh, if you see my Instagram story, I pretty much had my whole day, my whole story for the whole day. And uh, the next day, uh, usually I'll photograph everything and list everything. And then Monday was 1 October. And if you're from Las Vegas, you know 1 October means that they had the mass shooting at the Route 91 festival. And that was pretty, uh, pretty much a somber day. And that's why I put uh, uh, black from Pearl Jam at the beginning of my show. Now, if you don't have the anchor app and you're listening to uh, another platform, you won't be able to hear the song, but if you, if you have anchor, you can hear the song, but it was basically for one October and for the victims and for the victims families. And it was just a pretty much a somber day. And I had to work that day at my job, my full-time job. And I worked into the night and 10 o'clock came around and Las Vegas was going to have a little memorial for the victims around 10 o'clock in the evening, between 10 and 10.05. And the thing was they were supposed to go black and the, the whole strip was supposed to black out for 58 seconds, which is less than a minute, 58 seconds for the 58 victims that, that perished in one October. We had a crowd of people come up to the top of the parking garage where I work at the casino. And there's a, an awesome view of the strip from where I work. 
and I'm up there monitoring and 10, 10 o'clock comes around, 10.05 comes around, 10.15, 10.20, 10.25, 10.30. Lights did not go black. So I started looking on social media to see why the strip had not gone black. And I went to the Las Vegas Review and Journal, and they had a live feed of the strip. And a lot of people were were uh, on the chat saying, that the strip was only going to go, the marquees were going to go dark on the strip, not the whole strip, which I thought was, I think at the time was a little, you know, disrespectful to the victims. And I understand that these casinos have a business to run, but they couldn't take 58 seconds out of their whole day to go dark in, in memory of these victims, 58 seconds, less than a minute. They could not go dark. Only the marquees. I think it would have been more powerful of a showing for these victims for the whole strip to go dark. I understand the whole uh, strip can't go dark because it would just get completely dark. But there's still some lighting if the strip goes dark. They did it last year, a day after the shooting. But they didn't do it this year. And to me, it was just, I think it was a little disrespectful to me to have the marquees just go out and have a single uh, text on each marquee saying Vegas stronger or hashtag Vegas stronger. And it was just kind of a bummer. And a lot of people up there who were looking at the, trying to see the strip go dark were disappointed as well. But I just, I was really disappointed. And just 58 seconds, that is not that long. The millions of dollars that these companies, these casinos rake in every day. And me living here, I know they make tons of money. Could not go dark for 58 seconds. I was just astonished. I was just, I was just like, whatever. Business people, I don't I mean, I don't know who coordinated this, but it should have been the whole strip that went dark for 58 seconds. I think that's just my thought, just my opinion. I did. I was just, I think the, the victims of October 1st or one October should have been shown a little bit more respect than that. But, uh, I was, I was a little upset as you could tell. I'm still <laughs> upset about it. It was just, it was just amazing just business and politics and it's just getting to me you can't even watch tv without seeing some sort of political ad and it's just it's mind-numbing it's just this is why i do what i do you know sourcing and and listing and trying to make a business out of ebay keeps my my mind occupied you know kind of drowns out everything else that's going on in the world and you know, you, you can't ignore everything, but it just it gets overwhelming. Anyway, that's just my rant for last week and a couple of days ago. Um, let's go on to uh, my weekly sales and go over that. Okay, now it's time for my weekly sales. Sales were pretty good. Uh, not that bad. It is picking up, so it is Q4. Um, let's start with... Uh, Address. 
I saw the dress. Uh, actually, a pretty cool looking dress. Actually, my wife found it at the Goodwill bins. Uh, it the maker of the dress is Rewind. Uh, it's a women's light blue denim. It's a denim dress, uh, sleeveless with pockets, and the upper chest area above the the dress is uh, lace. So it had the lace shoulders, and then the denim uh, dress. The rest of the dress was denim, and then it had the pockets for the, for the dress. Actually, pretty cool dress. Uh, it's a size medium. Uh, put it up for seventeen ninety nine. I got exactly that. Um, there was no best offer or anything. I put it up for seventeen ninety nine, and that's what they paid for. And that's going off to its new home now. Uh, next up is some um, Silver Jean Company. Never heard of the brand, um, but they were pretty uh, good-looking uh, jeans. They're actually mid-capris, uh, women's mid-capris. And the actual name of the of the model of the jean, is they called it Suki Mid-Capri Denim. Uh, size 16, uh, length 22 and a half. Uh, pretty good-looking capri jeans. Had them up for $24.99. And they paid twenty four ninety nine, um, which is awesome for me, because usually I, you know, if I put something up for like twenty four, I'll take a best offer of like twenty, and, you know, nothing less than that. But they paid twenty four ninety nine, and I wrapped them up, shipped them off to its new home. Uh, I got those at the Goodwill bins. Uh, so I looked when I first found them. Uh, I never heard of the the brand, which is Silver Jeans Company, and I looked them up, and the comps were really good. They were selling these type of jeans like every other day. So I picked them up and they sold. They've all, I had them listed for like a couple of weeks because um, I listed them a couple of weeks ago and they sold pretty fast. Uh, next up, uh, NBA Youth um, short sleeve hoodie. Uh, I don't see too many of these um, out in like the bins and stuff like that. You see them at like Burlington or um, Ross and stuff like that. It's a gray short sleeve hoodie that has the NBA logo printed on the front. Uh, pretty cool hoodie. Uh, you don't see too many short sleeve hoodies, but it's like a warm up hoodie. And it's a youth, uh, youth size large, 14, 16. Uh, had them up for, I think I had it up for, um, sorry, I'm getting an offer during my podcast. That's funny. Uh, I think I had it up for 1999. And I took a best offer of 17 and uh, they didn't weigh very much and put them in a poly and just shipped them off to its new home. Uh, I, I picked them up at the Goodwill bin. So I saw it in there and I picked it up and I didn't even have to look up comps because I know that the uh, NBA season's coming up soon. So people are going to start buying NBA stuff. So yeah, I've only had a list it for maybe less than a month and it sold. I sold it for 17 bucks. Uh, next up was uh, Levi's. Uh, red tab woman's purple flannel and i was having a hard time to figure out if it was a woman's button-down shirt or if it was a men's button-down shirt with levi's shirts it's hard to tell and sometimes they're unisex but uh after doing a little research on ebay it was a woman's flannel, uh, purple flannel long sleeve button down uh the uh the buttons were snap so they're snap button and it was actually a pretty nice looking uh flannel real heavy type of flannel but not thick but you, you could tell it's just quality you know levi's is quality 
and uh, had it up for a couple of weeks. I, I think I only listed it a couple of weeks ago and sold it for $24.99. Wasn't up for that long. It wasn't up for that long at all. It was a couple of weeks and it sold pretty fast. So I got to keep my eye out for, for more of those. Uh, next up, uh, let's see, what was this? Uh, Lane Bryant. Lane Bryant, short sleeve blouse with a ruffle front. Uh, had it up for a while, maybe a couple months. Took a best offer of $15. I think I had it up for $17.99, $18.99, somewhere around there. And took a best offer of $15 and sh- shipped it off this new one. I got this one after Goodwill Bins. Uh, I do find a lot of Lane Bryant at the bins when I do go. Uh, I find a lot of Lane Bryant. I find a lot of Torrid. Um, what else do I? A lot of Levi's, but you know, not all Levi's sell. Only certain ones. And uh, chipped it off. Chipped that one off. The uh, blouse off to his new home. Uh, next up, uh, and these three was it October? No. Uh, the next couple, the last one I'm going to tell you about is I sold on Monday. Usually I won't talk about my sales until the next week, but, uh, because I, my podcast is late. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about it anyway. Uh, next thing I sold was a torrid, uh, women's brown plaid skirt. And I had this thing listed for maybe a couple weeks. Uh, it is Q4. So a lot of stuff that you list is probably going to end up selling fast if it's quality stuff and stuff that has good comps on it you, you probably expect a, a quick sale um had it up for 20 i had the skirt up for 24.99 took a best offer of 20 bucks the skirt was a size 18 which is a pretty uh big skirt but it didn't weigh that much and uh just go ahead and and shift it up put it in the poly and or sorry wrapped it up put it in the poly and shipped it off to its new home and uh, it's pretty short, short plaid skirt. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever seen a plaid skirt. It's like almost like a um, like a real short uh, kilt. It's just really that. It's really short. Some you'll see like it like it um, tilt a kilt or something. <laughs> but uh, it sold sold pretty quick. Twenty bucks, and it's off to its new home. Um, last thing. Is uh, I probably wasn't I wasn't going to talk about it till next week because it was actually a pretty good flip, but I put it on my Instagram yesterday, or was it the day before? And it was a the brand is Sharp. It's a VLE six thirty U, eight millimeter view cam. Uh, it's analog. It's not digital uh, camcorder, and it came with all the accessories. Um, I found it at Savers. They wanted twelve ninety nine, but I had twenty percent off, so I paid like little over 10 bucks for it and it came with everything it came with the camera the battery the uh the charger for the battery it came with the remote control a couple of tapes and the instructions and the carrying bag and i saw it stuffed in the electronics uh department in savers open it up saw there was a camera in there immediately went over to where you can like plug in and test everything. And it was all, all the wires were all like tangled and messed. It looked like some kid had messed around with it. So untangled the wires, plugged everything in, took the battery out, make sure it wasn't like leaking and plugged it in. 
and it fired right up. It came right up. It had um, the uh, uh, what's it? The LCD uh, screen, and it had no cracks. Uh, everything was perfect. No broken buttons. It, it just looked in really almost mint condition. You know, had a few scuffs here and there because it's a, it's a pretty old camera. And tested it. Tested well. Tapes came in and out. Everything. And I, you know what? Looked at the comps. Comps were really good on it for an, for an older camcorder. And I bought it. And I listed it for $89.99. And that's what I got for it. Now, I list, what I did was I listed it high because the comps were about 50, 60 bucks. Maybe I think I see one sold for like 70. So I call, you know what? I'm going to list it high and see if I can get a best, best offer of like 85, maybe 80, 75 being the lowest. And, uh, Woke up in the morning, I checked my phone, and you've been you've received cash, you know, that little cash register sound, and it was full price for the for the view cam. I, w- I was amazed. Someone actually just outright bought it for 89 bucks. And it was a it's pretty good shape. You know, they're gonna get a good camera. And shipped it off to its new home. I think it's going over to Pennsylvania or something like that. But uh I was kind of hoping just list it high and just maybe get a best offer off of it, but someone looked at it, paid 89 bucks for it. So good. It's good flip for me. It's probably one of my uh, better flips of the week so far. So yeah, sharp eight millimeter view cam. And I posted it on Instagram and I had uh, a follower, uh, not DM me, but a comment on my picture. And he said, wow, you know, I used to see these in the trash, whatever. I need to start picking these up, you know? So don't pass by, any electronics that you think is going to sell because it's analog or it's not digital because a lot of people like these older cameras. There's a lot of kids out there that want to do all these video projects and they use older cameras because they're affordable and they're easy to use. So just look them up and see how the comps are and go from there. You know, usually they're only a few bucks for these cameras. Uh, This one was about 10 bucks, which was really cheap because it came with everything even the instruction manual. So I got 89 bucks out of it. It's an awesome flip. I was like so happy at the beginning of my week. It's just, he got 89 bucks. So pretty much paid for a couple of my hauls, but uh, that's pretty much it for my sales of the week Uh, and weekend. uh, Things are starting to pick up. It's Q4. So um, it's uh, just keep on listing. If you guys are new out there, don't skip a day, list one or two things a day at least. Uh, because right now is the time to start listing all your inventory. So don't skip on that. Um, I just personally hit the 500 listing active listing mark, which was a huge accomplishment for me. I've been trying to hit 500 listings for a month and I was slacking a little. So um, I should have, this is not really my main goal was to be at 500 at this time. I was supposed to be around, I think seven, 800 because I've been doing this for nine months. So, you know, I, I really need to be be kicking ass and, and really start listing. So now I'm at the 500 listing mark, so which is good. And I, I can't stop there. I got to keep going. Just keep going. You just got to keep listing and get those sales, keep your store active. And I promote list everything I put on here, you know, to get that. You know, when, when someone looks up a camera like I just sold the Sharp, you know, that's the first few things they'll see is, is my listing. So 
you know, just get just if you're new, just consider that promoter listings. Um, make sure your photos are good. Make sure your title is good. All the keywords are in there. Um, I can't stress that enough. Keywords are the main thing. If you don't put the right keywords in there, people are not going to find your stuff. You know, and you're going to scratch your head and wonder why people aren't buying your stuff. It's probably because your title, you're not using the right keywords. Because when people look for stuff on eBay and they type in uh, Lane Bryant women's uh, blouse and you don't put that those keywords in there, they're not going to find it. So just make sure you do that. Uh, putting putting stuff in caps, um, using, you know, weird emojis, it's not going to work. Just make sure you put the right keywords. And if you're having trouble, um, just go ahead and look up a YouTube. Uh, there's a lot of sellers on there that will help you uh, right, use the right keywords for your listing. And then it, it, I'm definitely going to help your sales. And that's pretty much it for my sales of the week. Uh, let's go on to some eBay news. Okay, it's time for some eBay news. Uh, this one comes off of payments.com. Uh, it says eBay flips the switch on mediating payments. Now, we all knew this was coming. If you're a seller, you knew this was coming. Uh, it's not a bad thing. Uh, eBay announced on Tuesday that it has started managing payments on its marketplace platform in the U.S., in a press release, the company said earlier this year it has announced plans to intermediate and manage payment flow on its own platform, and that has now started uh, started doing that. The introduction of new eBay's new payment experience in the U.S. marks a significant milestone in our managed payments journey, said Steve Fisher, Senior Vice President of Payments at eBay. So if you're a new seller, uh, what they're basically doing is eBay is going to manage their own payments. PayPal used to do it. They're slowly phasing out PayPal as the mediating uh, payment company. eBay is just going to have their own in-house payment system. So what does that mean? That means uh, slowly eBay is going to integrate new forms of payment, uh, like your Visa, MasterCard, or you know, American Express or whatever, you know, eBay credit card or whatever, and you can pay for your items there. Now, what happens from there is, or what happens now is when you make a payment, it takes you off the eBay website. Now, you know, and it takes you to PayPal and you can finish paying for your item. Um, what eBay has finally done is when you make a payment, it keeps you on the website. It does not take you to another, a direct, redirects you to another website like PayPal. Keeps you on the website. Now, why is that? It will keep you shopping. That's what it boils down to. If you stay, if it stays on the website, it will keep you shopping for more stuff. So now, if you made a payment and it takes you off PayPal and you pay for your item, what do you do? You just click out of everything. You, you pay for the, what you wanted and you'll, click out everything on the website and go on with your day. Now, when you pay for it, it will keep you on the website. So what does that do? It keeps you motivated to look for more things you want to buy, which is a good strategy, I think. Is If you're on that website and you go, ooh, look at this or look at that, you know, I'm going to pay for this. So maybe they will pay for more than just one item. They will keep on shopping. 
uh, maybe they'll built in a, a cart or something. I don't know if eBay even has that. Uh, you put things in your cart and then you pay for it, everything at once. Um, the According to eBay, the current e-commerce landscape, shoppers expect to check out and pay on the website, just like I said, where they are shopping. And with managed payments, eBay manages the payment transaction. That means shoppers will be able to complete the purchase without leaving the website. The site will also provide localized payment options to meet buyer and seller's unique needs. That means they might possibly set up some sort of payment plan. If you're not able to pay everything in full, you can pay it in increments. Um, That's what I get from it. The goal of managed payment services, according to eBay, is to increase efficiency for global customers. Sellers will benefit from a simplified pricing structure, more predictable access to funds, and better visibility into sales and payout. For buyers, the company said, uh, it will mean an expanded choice of payment options at checkout. Like I said, more than just PayPal. PayPal is going to get slowly phased out. It goes on. In June, eBay announced, as of this fall, Apple Pay will be one of the new options on its updated payment platform, making it possible for customers to use Apple Pay on eBay's mobile web or mobile app for the web purchases. Then it goes on to provide it. They are using Safari as Apple Pay does not work for Chrome or other browsers. So if you're going to pay for something on Apple Pay, it has to be on the Safari um, using Safari on your iPhone or your Mac. The Apple Pay option will roll out slowly at first, available to only a small group of selected marketplace customers in its first phase of its introduction to eBay. The goal is to make the transaction to their own in-house payment platform by the end of 2021. So I think it's a good thing. I'm excited about it because as a seller, it gives buyers more option. It gives buyers to look at more items than just what they're paying for. So they'll pay for one item. Hopefully eBay integrates some sort of cart, I think. I think it has one. I don't know. I never really paid attention. Uh, Put things in your cart and then pay for everything at once, which I think is a good thing. It keeps buyers interested or more motivated to stay on the website and look for more things that they want to buy. So... I think it's a good thing for eBay. It's a good strategy. Uh, I'm surprised it took them this long to do that. So we'll we'll see how slowly it integrates, what other forms of payment they're going to integrate after Apple Pay. We'll see. So uh, that's pretty much it for eBay news. Let's uh, go on to Weird Listing of the Week. Now it's time for a weird listing of the week. It is October. It is Halloween season. My favorite time of the year. Uh, me and the wife's favorite time of the year. Um, I thought it'd be fitting for this weird listing of the week. Um, we all seen the Annabelle movies. If you're a big uh, horror film fan. Um, this one is similar to that. Um, it's not too specific on where it came from or how they got it or where he got it. But the listing uh, title is haunted metaphysical paranormal psychic vessel doll spirit bringer of the light. And the picture basically is a raggedy Ann doll. Now, if we all know the original Annabelle doll is a raggedy Ann doll. Um, it is 
supposed to be uh, attached to this evil spirit. And if you own it, it will haunt you. Uh, this is similar to that. It is a it looks like a Raggedy Ann doll. Um, pretty creepy looking, frizzy, red hair with round, dark eyes and just a weird, you know, old looking dress on it. And it has like three photos. It's three feet tall. So it's a pretty big size Raggedy Ann doll. And the seller name is Cherindinch. Charited Dinch? I don't know. Underscore zero? <laughs> it's a hard name. I don't know. They have 18 feedback, so it looks like they're fairly new sellers. Uh, his description goes, buyer beware. That's the first thing he writes. Buyer beware. As a hobby, I like to collect haunted objects. I came across this particular doll in the community that I belong to with a personal friend who owned the doll previously. Like I said, they don't say where they got it or how they got it. Um, the doll is cleansed with sage weekly and kept in a locked in a box that has a protection spell over it. I do not take any responsibility if you choose to buy this and have anything that happens. Just please be aware that you buy at your own risk. The doll is three feet in height and it is a raggedy and type doll. So it's a type of raggedy and doll. I don't think it's an actual raggedy and doll. Actually, if you look at it. It looks like a custom-made Raggedy Ann doll. But it's the main photo. It's a close-up of the doll. Pretty creepy. Then it has a, a wide shot of it sitting on a folding chair looking all creepy at you and look like it's ready to grab you in the middle of the night and try to take you away. Um, <laughs> it's um, pretty weird. Uh, it qualifies for my weird listing of the week. Uh, if you're wondering if you want to make a bid on this haunted doll, that you have to put sage and put a spell over it every week. Um, the price is $45. Now, if if this doll is that haunted, why would you want to sell it? If, if you take that chance of, you know, it having, you know, in quotes, harm somebody. Um, I've seen the Annabelle dolls. I've seen the, the two people who actually own the Annabelle doll, and I can't remember their names right now um they they do the the like the conjuring films and it's based off an actual husband and wife team who goes out and investigates paranormal and if you guys dm me on my instagram and tell me who they are because i can't just i can't think of the who they are right now their names but uh it's a haunted spirit doll uh just be it says be aware by your own risk uh who knows what it does just stares at you at night or follows you around the house. And according to the original Annabelle doll, it supposedly is attached to this demon. And the Annabelle doll, you know, actually walks in the middle of the night. You put it in one place, wake up in the morning and it's in another place. Um, it, uh, it attacks you. It tries to stab you. It tries to kill you. So I thought it'd be a perfect uh, start to the October Halloween season. Uh, haunted metaphysical uh, paranormal psychic vessel doll. Um, if you, you can look more into uh, vessel dolls, uh, the dolls aren't actually uh, haunted. 
it's the doll is attached to some weird ghost or demon and you know it does weird things so um maybe a good gag gift i don't know i wouldn't do that to somebody <laughs> here's a doll it's haunted good luck <laughs> thumbs up <laughs> it's a pretty creepy doll you'll see it on my instagram but uh that's pretty much it for my weird listing of the week uh thank you everybody for listening i appreciate it the um i just got a sale um the podcast is getting very popular uh i look at the logistics and it's getting uh, a lot of listens and i thank you very much um i know it's hard sometimes to listen to my voice for almost 30 minutes to an hour uh, i know you guys enjoy when i interview other sellers i do have a seller lined up maybe for next week um they're they have their own podcast too i'm hoping hoping i can get them on uh next week but uh Thank you very much for everybody for listening. Uh, any feedback on the show, please give me a feedback on the show. Uh, good or bad, that's okay. I'm a big boy. I can take it. Um, let me know what you think of all the segments. Um, I just want to say thank you and have a good day. Have a good week. Hope your sales are good. Hope your sales are up and keep on hustling. Oh, one more thing. Um, just before I started recording my segment for the weirdest thing of the week. Did everybody get that weird presidential text or alert on their phone? Wasn't that the creepiest thing ever? Now I heard it was going to be done, but I didn't know what time it was going to be done, but I just got it and I screenshotted it. I'm going to put it on my Instagram and it's weird. It says emergency alerts, presidential alert. This is a test of the national wireless emergency alert system. No action is needed. What's the purpose for this? It's just a test to see even if you had the emergency alert system turned off on your phone, it broke through that and you get the alert. Is that strange? That is really strange. Right before I did weird listening of the week too, which was kind of odd. And I want to say it happened around 11, 11, which is another strange thing. But, uh, no, it didn't happen at 11-11. I'm looking at the time right now. Just weird. The government can do that to you, to your cell phone. I mean, this is, this is a subject for a whole other podcast, but it's funny how the government can can do this to your phone. Imagine what other things they can do for you. Can they watch you from your camera? Can they follow you and pinpoint you with your phone? Isn't that strange? I mean, they can do that anyway. You know, they just ping your phone and find out where they're at or where you're at. But it's just really odd. Just presidential alert. That's some weird government shit. Sorry, I had to use the bad word, but I mean, Halloween season, this scares the shit out of me. But uh, I, tell me what you guys think. Anybody out there, you guys think about this. I'll put it on my Instagram, but this is just amazing. I mean, I just scary very scary. All right, guys, have a good week. I'll see you guys next week.